Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Have one stopped on the roadway, so watch out for that. Traveling on 66, you're in good shape, leaving the Beltway, headed out toward Gainesville. No problems on I-95, just brief delays southbound as you enter the Springfield Interchange, headed down toward the Fairfax County Parkway. Beyond that, you're clear to continue south toward Fredericksburg, with no real issues being reported to us there. Northbound Route 1, before Mount Vernon Highway and Buckman Road, still with a single left lane getting it by the work zone there. Traveling in the district on the eastbound freeway, as you head toward the outbound 11th Street Bridge, may have one stop in the roadway there. Otherwise, if you're traveling on the Beltway in Maryland in pretty good shape through Montgomery and Prince George's counties, BW Parkway northbound easing out as you head toward Powder Mill Road with your travel lanes open. And still keep in mind the wind warnings are in effect at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and also the Harry Nice Mac Middleton Bridge. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Make no payments on your new windows for two full years. Visit windownation.com. I'm Rob Stallworth, WTOP Traffic. The 7 News First Alert forecast from Steve Rudin. As we move through the remainder of the afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds. Temperatures will be in the 40s. Winds from the northwest at 15 to 25 with gusts upwards of 35. That's going to keep our wind chill factors in the 30s. We're trending dry this evening and into the overnight under mainly clear skies. The 30s early tomorrow morning. Winds from the northwest. Partly cloudy and breezy on your Wednesday. Middle 40s for daytime high temperatures. Thursday, we're in the upper 40s to lower 50s with a mix of sun and clouds. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We have sunshine and blue sky, 42 degrees. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon, I'm Mark Lewis. Coming up, breaking developments from Richmond, where lawmakers in the General Assembly have taken a critical vote today on the proposed new arena for the Caps and Wizards in Alexandria. President Biden urging the House to move quickly to approve billions in dollars in U.S. aid for Ukraine and Israel. Is this the sound of a life-threatening loophole closing? The package, despite stiff opposition. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. Millions of Americans across the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast are getting slammed by snow today. CBS's Allison Keyes tells us it's disrupting everything from roads to power. They're plowing in Scarsdale, New York, and in Terrytown, even the geese have snow on their backs. This man in Maryland says drivers ought to be careful out there. Take your time, go slow. If you got four-wheel drive, put it on. About an hour northwest of Philadelphia, residents are dealing with thick, clumpy, wet snow. And... Florists are trying to make deliveries in a snowy mess. Nationwide, airlines have already canceled about 1,200 flights today. Even more are delayed. On Capitol Hill, snow could put a wrench in plans to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The House is set to vote later tonight, but CBS's Nicole Killian tells us Republicans can't afford to lose any votes. There is weather that could potentially be a factor and could throw a monkey wrench into some of the numbers because, of course, if there are any absences, uh, that could potentially throw off those vote totals if they move forward with the Mayorkas impeachment resolution again tonight. President Biden's urging Congress to pass a $95 billion foreign aid bill to get urgent aid to Israel and Ukraine. His message coming after Senate lawmakers advanced it last night. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. If the hard right kills this bill, it would be an enormous gift 
to Vladimir Putin. It would be a betrayal of our partners and allies. But it faces an uncertain future in the House. It is crunch time for flower shops and florists across the country, including Bella Blooms in Lexington, Kentucky. Susan Otero owns it and says orders have been pouring in. This year we're getting multiple dozens. People are spending their money and they're um, glad to be out of the typical doldrums of winter and all that. The National Retail Federation says Americans will spend close to $26 billion on flowers, cards, and candy this year. That's about 185 bucks a person. Coca-Cola is feeling the pressure after hiking its prices over the last few years. Here's CBS's Jason Brooks. Coca-Cola CEO John Quincy told the company's earnings call that Coke's overall prices in the U.S. were up 3.5% in the fourth quarter from a year earlier, and that consumers with more disposable income are buying Coke's premium brands, while lower-income consumers are spending less and focusing on value packs. King Charles is back in London for what's expected to be more cancer treatments following his diagnosis last week. Still no word on what kind of cancer he is battling, but Buckingham Palace has already confirmed it's not prostate. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 203 on WTOP, Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Got some sunshine now. We sit at 45 in D.C. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour involves the efforts to relocate the Caps and Wizards from D.C. to Northern Virginia. Uh, Mr. Speaker, eyes 59. Nose 40. Uh, 59, nose 40. The bill passes. That is sound from the critical vote in Richmond this afternoon in the House of Delegates on the bill needed to make the move of the two professional teams. The Wizards and Caps and the building of the new arena actually happened. Comes as the project appeared to be in flux the last several days after opposition in Virginia's General Assembly. Well, joining us live to break it all down, WTOP's Nick Ionelli, who's been on top of this from the start. Nick, right out of the gate. Explain this vote and the legislation, and what does it actually say in this bill? Okay, well, the Virginia House of Delegates, as you just heard, passed it on a 59-40 to 40 vote. This bill would establish a sports and entertainment authority in Virginia that would essentially lay the foundation for that new arena to be built in Alexandria. What happened today in the House of Delegates is important. It's a significant legislative hurdle. And it is significant for the bill and its supporters. But you mentioned that this has been in flux over the last several days. Just because this passed in the House doesn't mean it's no longer in flux. Uh, What happens now is that the bill passes out of the House and moves to the Virginia Senate, where several leading Democrats in Virginia have said they strongly oppose the plan for numerous reasons, including political differences with the Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin. We've heard from Democratic Senator Eloise Lucas, who chairs the Senate Finance and Appropriations Committee. It's a powerful committee. She has said she will do whatever she can to block the legislation. She said to her, the legislation is dead. So the bill is going to go to the Senate. It's going to go to a committee in the Senate. If it goes to Eloise Lucas's committee, the Senate Finance and Appropriations Committee, the legislation is in big trouble. She's the leader of that committee. She has enormous power. She can decide just not to take up that legislation. There's a possibility. It's, it's a distant possibility that it's going to end up in a different committee. We don't know if that's going to happen yet. So the bottom line is the House passage is a positive step, a big one for supporters of the plan. But I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being 
a done deal. I would say this whole thing is probably at a two maybe right now. It's really, really early. Everybody wants something out of it, and it's just an ongoing process. It's going to take a long time. Nick, you mentioned about it creates this authority of people who will then make decisions. But does this bill that just passed actually include financing at all to start the project and its process? Right. It's it's complicated. The stadium authority has an enormous amount of authority. That's why the debate around this is so intense politically. The authority would have the ability to issue bonds to help pay for the project. The authority would own the land and the buildings in Alexandria and would then lease that property to Monumental, the owner of the Caps and Wizards, for 40 years. Uh, Broadly speaking, it's a $2 billion plan that requires Monumental to pay about $400 million, calls for $1.5 billion in issued bonds to be paid back over that 40 years through a combination of sources, including a ticket tax, parking fees, concession taxes, rent payments from Monumental, and the proceeds from the eventual sale of naming rights for that sports and entertainment district in Alexandria. That funding is all wrapped up in this plan, this plan to establish a sports authority. So when you talk about funding, it's really all about this sports authority. It's an entity that has a ton of power. And we don't know exactly how many members of the board are going to be associated with this authority. That is also part of the ongoing negotiations. It is really important to note that this whole plan needs to be signed off by the Alexandria City Council. And the city council there has said it wants more representation on the authority board. So that's another piece of this. Nick, quick answer before we go. Of course, Governor Youngkin has been pushing this. Ted Leonsis, of course, uh, counting on the governor to push it through. But has there been a, a big lobbying effort by Monumental Sports and the governor? Because the Democrats say they're not hearing from the governor on this. Right. Well, I spoke with Ted Leonsis a few days ago about this very issue. Ted Leonsis said... Quote, I'm not a politician. He said he's just going to step back and let the politicians do their thing. So not a lot of lobbying straight from Leonsis. Obviously, Monumental's involved in the lobbying process. Is Governor Yunkin lobbying? He has been talking about how beneficial this would be, in his opinion, for the northern Virginia region and for Virginia as a whole. But as far as the politics of all this, he's been unusually critical of Democrats at this point in time, I would say. And he has not uh, publicly said that he wants to go along with Democratic priorities legislatively, including establishing recreational marijuana sales and increasing the minimum wage. So publicly, not so much behind the scenes. I'm sure he is negotiating with Democrats. I'm sure they're going back and forth. But yeah, publicly right now, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin has not been very politically friendly toward Democrats at this point in the process. Nick, thank you so much for the update. We appreciate it. We know we continue to follow all the twists and turns in this story. WTOP's Nick Ionelli coming up in money news after traffic and weather. The D.C. area's biggest home sale this year so far. I'm Jeff Glabel. It's 208. Michael and Sons heating tune up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. And when it breaks, we've got Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. A very quiet afternoon in traffic land so far. A lot of the recurring midday construction was put on hold because of the uh, brief period of snow. Lanes remained open on the Beltway and McLean on 395 at the 14th Street Bridge and Sherlington. Traffic moves well through those work sites on the outer loop of the Beltway and the local lanes near the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. In fact, on the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, a mobile work crew taking the left lane, a short slowdown in their wake in the local lanes. Loudoun County officials reporting a crash eastbound on Route 7 after Ashburn Village Boulevard 
and it is blocking one lane as you move eastbound on Route 7. Maryland 270 quiet. Route 50 at the Bay Bridge. Delay-free wind warnings, but no restrictions. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai, Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Now over to 7 News. First alert, meteorologist Steve Rudin. As we move through the afternoon, skies will turn partly cloudy. Temperatures will be in the 40s. Winds for the northwest at 15 to 25 with higher wind gusts. Mainly clear and chilly overnight. We're in the 30s by early tomorrow morning. Partly cloudy and breezy on your Wednesday near 45 degrees. Thursday, partly sunny, lower 50s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Well, after our weather excitement of the morning, we've got, we've got these uh, sunny skies here. On the breezy side, though, we have gusts of wind up to 34 miles an hour from the northeast. But we're looking at 46 in Alexandria, 42 in Columbia, 46 in Penn Quarter. And we are brought to you by Long fence. Save 25% on long fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. We say good afternoon to Jeff Claybaugh. Hopes for a Federal Reserve rate cut this spring further dashed by this morning's inflation report. Consumer prices rose more than expected, three-tenths of a percent in January. Annual inflation did come down to 3.1%, but that's still higher than expected. More media job cuts. Paramount Global is cutting 3% of its workforce. It has not said where the cuts will be. Paramount owns everything from CBS to BET and Nickelodeon. Its Paramount Plus streaming service is still losing money. The first big residential sale of the new year in the D.C. area is an 18-acre equestrian farm in Great Falls that just sold for $14.8 million. That is the biggest so far this year and a record for Great Falls. The 24,000-square-foot home was built by the co-founder of telecom company Lightspeed, which was acquired by Cisco. The Dow is currently down 665 points now. The S&P 500 index is down 83. Those are more than 1.5% losses. The Nasdaq's down 318, a 2% loss. The yield on a 10-year treasury has jumped to 4.29%. That is a three-month high. Jeff Clayball, WTOP News. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Coming up. Come roller skating and learn about the sport's impact on D.C. area culture. I'm Matt Koufax. It's 212. It's the Bray and Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland Sales Tax Holiday with once-a-year appliance savings. Pay no Maryland sales tax this Saturday through Monday on select Energy Star appliances. Combined with President's Day savings of up to 40% off. Get a doorbuster deal on a loaded GE 28 cubic foot stainless French door refrigerator. Just $18.99. Save $1,400 and no sales tax. Plus, get savings on top of savings with stackable rebates on select GE profile and cafe packages. And the absolute lowest prices with Bray and Scarf's best price guarantee. The Maryland sales tax holiday happens once a year, so don't wait. If you're even considering new appliances in 2024, the time to buy is now. Shop local and save at the Bray and Scarf President's Day Sale and Maryland Sales Tax Holiday. Visit any of Bray and Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayandScarf.com, where it doesn't cost more to get more. 
And now, another contractor spotlight from IBEW Local 26. I'm Crystal Say with G&S Electrical Services, owner and CFO. I've always seen the other side of it, too, not being a business owner, but being a spouse to someone that's in the union and how well it's benefited us just raising our family. You have just as much support on the other side being a business owner as you do, you know, being of the union. Honestly, our youngest had a lot of food allergies. The union was amazing with helping me figure out what formulas were covered. Most of the time you're calling an 800 number, you never know who you're going to talk to. If you call a union about your health stuff, you're calling and talking to an office, and most of the time you can talk to the same person every time you call. Being on the employer side, I'm glad that we have a company that can do that for employees. They have families that they have issues with. They can just call them and be like, hey, I'm having an issue. How can you help me? And you're talking to the same person every time. To start growing your electrical business, go to IBEWLocal26.org and click Business Opportunities. IBEW Local 26, where electrical contractors come to grow. It's 214. Have you heard of plantar fasciitis? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and while that condition can be hard to pronounce, it's even harder to live with. Imagine jumping off the back of a pickup truck onto some rocks. That's what it felt like when I was suffering from plantar fasciitis. I was a runner who could no longer run, and my foot pain impacted me both physically and emotionally. Coming to the Good Feet Store was the first step to living my life pain-free. After searching and trying so many other products, I finally found relief with Goodfeet Art Supports, and they still keep me running today. Now I get to help others who are struggling with plantar fasciitis to live their life pain-free. Maybe it's your turn. Is foot pain holding you back from living the life you love? Visit the Goodfeet Store today for a free personalized fitting and test walk. The Goodfeet Store has locations across Greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 215, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Thanks for joining us. Roller skating. For some, it's very fun recreation, but for the African-American community, it's an activity that has helped shape culture for decades. In today's edition of Matt About Town, WTOP's Matt Koufax headed out to Lanham Skate Center to lace up and talk about the sport here in the D.C. region. I didn't realize how long it had been since I'd last roller skated until I tried on a pair at Lanham Skate Center on a chilly Wednesday evening. But when you do a story with someone as cool as Tasha Klusman, you kind of have to shrug it off and learn to roll with it. Tasha is a roller skate historian. I bet you didn't know we had those in D.C. Roller skating is more than what most people think of it as. People tend to only know it from how they experience it. Was it a child sport? Was it a competitive thing? Was it performance? When in reality, it's all of those things. She's been roller skating since she was a kid, but she says her passion took on a new dimension when she started to talk with D.C.'s skate elders. There was a real history to be preserved and shared. For 20 years now, Tasha has been embarking on what she calls calls her, quote, divine assignment, gathering testimony nationwide and researching in D.C.'s archives. A big part of getting the African-American story was oral histories. Battles over redlining, educational inequality, and integration are often the backdrop to her research.
search. One D.C. rink in particular that was very influential to her, the Calorama Road Rink, was first integrated in the 1940s. In the 80s, I was able to go to that rink to take lessons. So by the time I come along, you have generations of skaters. Tasha is the founder of the National African American Roller Skating Archives, housed at Howard University's Moreland Spingarn Research Center, documenting an activity she says is integral to D.C.'s African American experience. And when she's not researching, she's skating, and so are her friends. I enjoy roller skating because it it gives me a sense of freedom. It's the cheapest, funnest, sexiest, healthiest activity you can do. In Lanham, Matt Koufax. It's movement, it's music, it's joy, it's... It's always good to you when you show up. WTOP News. To see Matt skating with some local pros and learn more about the history of roller skating in our region, go to WTOP.com. Search Matt About Town. A quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. A critical vote in Virginia's House of Delegates on the project to build a new arena in Alexandria where the Wizards and Caps would move and play. The Senate will now take up the legislation. The Washington Post reports that this spring we will see new guidelines from the CDC when it comes to isolating after a positive COVID test. And President Biden wants the House to move with urgency, he says, and approve the latest foreign aid package. Overnight, the Senate approved the $95 billion aid package for Ukraine and Israel. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. 218. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. And again, a very quiet afternoon, thankfully, through the suburbs on the interstates. There's only one slowdown of any significance, and it's on the south side of the Beltway. Outer loop, local lanes on the Wilson Bridge behind a mobile work crew last seen roving toward I-295 of the district and blocking the left lane on the Wilson Bridge. And in D.C., on I-295 southbound, authorities are looking for a new crash, but so far nothing found. Just some slowing on D.C. 295 near Pennsylvania Avenue. Meanwhile, D.C. police are going to start investigating another shooting. This is on New York Avenue, and westbound traffic on New York Avenue has to bank the left onto North Capitol Street. The lanes toward the 3rd Street Tunnel are blocked because of a lot of box blocking at that interchange. Outbound traffic from the 3rd Street Tunnel will be slow to get by, and there's potential there, too. You might be stopped by police. But uh, back in Maryland on Route 50, it's fine from northeast to the eastern shore. Wind warnings, but no restrictions at the Bay Bridge. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MADD.org. I'm Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center and check in with meteorologist Steve Rudin. Steve, we made it through this weather event this morning, and now, gosh, lots of sun. And lots of sun and more and more on the way as we move through each hour for daylight hours, I should say. More and more sunshine as those clouds continue to part. Uh, the storm is now well, well to the north and east of us, but those winds from the back edge of it or the back side of it will continue to kick up and we'll see wind chill factors in the 30s today, even though actual air temperatures are well into the 40s. Mainly clear skies this evening and into the overnight 30s by early tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, a good looking day. Blue sky, sunshine near 45 degrees. It will be on the breezy side, gust to 25 miles per hour. Partly sunny on Thursday. We're in the upper 40s and lower 50s. And looking ahead to the long holiday weekend for some, it's trending dry with temperatures will be in the middle 50s by Monday of next week. It's 41 at Potomac, 46 degrees in Springfield and 45 downtown. All right, thanks so much. Coming up on WTOP, a father makes another plea for Maryland lawmakers to close a loophole in a state law and save lives. 
221. If you're a worker in the district who has recently experienced job loss, the D.C. Department of Employment Services is here to help you file for benefits. And DOES's new and improved unemployment insurance benefit system is a one-stop shop where you can file claims easily. To file for unemployment benefits, residents must create an ID.me profile and verify their identity, so don't delay. To learn more or sign up for your ID.me account, visit DOES.DC.gov or visit an American Job Center near you. Get a free short stack at IHOP on National Pancake Day, February 13th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and celebrate IHOP's month of giving by donating to Feeding America and the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society only at IHOP. One free short stack per guest. Dine-in only. Other restrictions apply. PJ Fitzpatrick has a great plan to save on your electric bill. Replace your leaky, drafty old windows with beautifully designed, budget-friendly, energy-efficient, American-made windows. PJ Fitzpatrick has a variety of financing packages that work with most any budget. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick provides the ultimate peace of mind, thousands of five-star reviews, and their famous lifetime guarantee on materials and labor. You can have it all. Visit TrustPJ.com today for a free design consultation. That's TrustPJ.com. There's nothing that brings out our emotions like winter weather. I love when the trees are glistening, covered in ice. I love making snow angels. I love when it's over. I want it to be over. Even if you're not a fan of the ice and snow, you'll feel better prepared with WTOP's weather updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. We're here for you all winter. The temperatures are really going to drop today. WTOP News. Facts matter. 222. To Annapolis now in the Maryland General Assembly where there's a move to close a loophole in a drunk driving law. WTOP's John Doman reports the father of a Montgomery County police officer killed by a drunk driver appeared before lawmakers again to try to convince them to fix the bill and save lives. Maryland lawmakers passed Noah's law back in 2016, requiring ignition interlocks like this one for anyone convicted of drunk driving. But when someone pleads probation before judgment, it's not a conviction, and thus a lot of people busted for drunk driving have skirted that tool. 51% have slipped through because of this. Rich Liotta is the father of Noah Liotta, who was killed by a repeat drunk driver almost a decade ago. He spoke out again ahead of a legislative hearing on a bill that hopes to close that loophole once and for all. Either they want to save lives or they're going to continue to have blood on their hands. In Annapolis, John Dome and WTOP News. If you are still looking for somewhere to go to celebrate Valentine's Day with your favorite person, WTOP's Luke Lukert tells us you could consider a new Spanish restaurant in D.C. that cooks with lots of love. Chef Ruben Garcia Garcia is going back to his roots, cooking food inspired by the women of his family at Casa Teresa, named after his great-grandmother. My great-grandmother, Teresa, was the first woman in the history of Spain to create and lead a political party in defense of a working woman in Spain. Garcia opened the new spot at the Square Food Hall in downtown D.C. He combines the technical skills he learned working at Michelin-starred minibar with food from his childhood for a seven-course Valentine meal. I love oysters. An oyster is a sign of, uh, you know, love as well. Um, someone says it's a sick. You can read more about Casa Teresa and their Valentine's menu at WTOP.com. Luke Luger, WTOP News. All right, Sean, many of us struggle to find time to do some form of exercise every day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm about to really make you feel guilty if you didn't work out. And George joins us now because I have the story of Tagi Ascari of Iran. He is one. 100 years old. Mm-hmm. He is still diving and swimming each day. Oh, boy. Tagi did an exhibition dive this past